well, Brent is gay and Kaylin's gay and Clark is gay and Ryan's gay and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Episode 209. I'm Kaylin Batia. I'm Dark Blood Fart Whitehead. <laughs> I'm Ryan Skull. I'm Adam Goose Ghoul. Sorry. <laughs> and I'm Brent Wingates of Hell. Boots great. And this week we are celebrating Halloween. It's Ooh. it's like a few days from now. Uh, we're gonna talk to you. Oh, yes, we've got plenty of ghosts. Uh, we'll talk about our plans. We've got a nice batch of X books, uh, including the spooky inferno number two. There's a Clark's Got News, Views and Toods, and there's a mini question for Queer's Bag. We keep changing the name. All right. <laughs> We're getting better Wait, now. We're getting worse. Real quick, can I ask a question? Your name was Goose, Adam? What, it, what Goose, was your Sorry, name? I was just going to be oh, Adam cool. Black Cat. Because I, you know what? Ghost, I thought sorry. Ghost, sorry. I didn't, under, I didn't, oh, Ghost, sorry. I didn't understand Ghost, the assignment. Ghost, sorry. I you was know? thinking from Top Gun. <laughs> Goose. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking <laughs> yeah. about the animal. Yeah, yeah. Bell Kimmer's planning on some rough times, so. <laughs> All right, let's get into some housekeeping. We have a brand new look. Uh, head to our Twitter at Homo Superior X and Instagram at Homo Superior Podcast and check it out. Uh, we've got tons of great uh, little images of us and a brand new logo. We're going to roll out an awesome banner. It's just fabulous. Like the person you think is the most attractive. Currently in the lead with a juicy ass, it's Clark. Congratulations, Clark. <laughs> by like three, by like yeah. three. Yeah, three times the juicy butt. All right. And also we've got our first ever creator interview coming out on Monday, November 1st. It is with the upcoming writer of Marauders, the one and only Steve Orlando. Very exciting. Also, also check out the latest episode of Capes on the Couch, the only podcast analyzing the mental health issues of superheroes. Our very own Kalen Batia was a guest where he got a chance to psychoanalyze Wiccan Kaylin, quick question. Uh, can Wiccan's mental health be explained by the fact that he's just a homosexual? Uh, and also, he really doesn't know who his mom is. So he's got a lot of mommy issues. All right, let's get into spoopsy content. What are you doing for Halloween? Do you have plans to dress up? What do y'all got? Uh, I'll go. We've got a big week. I mean, most uh, does of anyone <laughs> else want to go first? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do like how we're basically a lot of us are doing the same exact plan. So I'll just knock out two things at once. So Saturday night, there's going to be Miss Adams Morgan, which is an annual event uh, in D.C. It's where, you know, a bunch of our favorite uh, queers, gays and everybody in between and allies love to dress up, go to a hotel and just get drunk in rooms. There's a big drag pageant of local drag queens raising money. Um, it's absolutely an excellent opportunity if you're ever in D.C. in October definitely recommend you checking it out but the more important event is that i'm having a spoopsie brunch on sunday spoopsie costume brunch i'm getting people to dress up and in both of them we're gonna we're being rainbow bright saturday night uh so i'm yellow i'm green and my boyfriend is yellow i don't know the real names but on sunday and this is a big spoiler alert my uh boyfriend got a cut like a costume mask of hillary clinton he guess he had one oh. when he was a kid and his mom sent it oh. It's relevant costume. It's so terrifying. Oh yeah. So and this is, is like is that the wait, same as the Ronald Reagan masks, but they yes, dye the hair it, blonde? It yeah. Is, no, yeah, exactly. It's like it is like bank robbery, serial killer, 
just the creepiest fucking thing you've seen. And we just, I just DJ'd a Night of a Thousand Britneys uh, at a local place last week. So we're just going to be a co- couple's costume that's recreating the iconic photo of Britney Spears meeting Hillary Clinton. So I got a sweater and everything. So that's my Halloween plans. Well, Adam, you should have dressed up as a hot dog. You could have been James Comey Island uh, uh, right next to Hillary Clinton and been a costume from five years ago. <laughs> it's a bit too far, but I like the effort. Go someone um, else. Well, I'm also doing a lot of what Adam said. Uh, I'm, we're part of the same costume group. I'm going as Indigo, which is the only like South Asian, uh, like maybe Central Asian, like rainbow bright minion for lack of a better term. So, oh, but I also like wearing blue. So uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Indigo. I'll be wearing some dark blue. Uh, for those of us who don't know, uh, what the fuck is rainbow bright? She's an '80s like cartoon slash toy and. She wore like rainbow socks and had like a rainbow tutu and she fought like this wizard that was all brown and gray. But that's uh, one character. She, Garg- was it Gargamel? Yeah. Was this like a, you know, Hallmark like cartoon like the Care Bears was and stuff like that? Where the hell did she come it from? It might have been. It all I know been, is but... you, if you don't even know the 80s rainbowed child superhero, then you're not gay. Get the fuck out of here. How dare you, Brent? How dare you? Well, I'd like to come out as straight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, uh, well, and also Andrew had no idea what Rainbow Bright either. I was just like, what? A f- what? How does nobody know who yeah. Rainbow Bright is? Because was, he was born ten years after, like it came out. Of course, Fine. it is. Rain- it was a Hallmark. It started as Hallmark, and then became Mattel. And then, like the card yeah. store. Yeah. Same uh-huh. with Care Bears. I'm also one last thing I'm doing. I'm DJing on Halloween evening at a local gay bar called Number Nine, and we're going to be playing Hocus Pocus on the TV. So come dance and watch Bette Midler. Spooks. My roommate and I, my roommate and I watched it last year um, at a drive-in theater in Front Royal. Hmm. Is that what you're doing this year, Clark? Too. I'm I'm dressing as the drive-in movie theater this year. <laughs> Oh, good. Well, it'll be the double feature of uh, whatever you saw and then the movie you like, turned around to actually watch. It was Coco. <laughs> um, this year, I am not doing what they're doing because I don't want to do that. I'm going to Black Cat on Saturday and I'm going to dress up as this guy from this horrible TV show, I mean, movie that I loved from the 84 called Gas Pump Girls. It is awful. It is truly awful. Um, it's an 80s night there and um, oh. I'm going to be this leather jacket wearing really short shortsy guy and i'm very excited because no one will know no one is going to know who he is and i can't wait you're going to black cat there's going to be some bitch that's like you're from punk whatever the fuck you're from (laughs) yeah you're you're steve bond's character from gas pump girls obviously (laughs) and i'm not going to say the name of my character i'm going to be on sunday because it's it's um it's more the name than the actual costume so i'll do that later There'll be okay. lots of lavender involved, though. Ooh. I hope his name is Lavender. Uh, <laughs> so I will also not be doing third plans as well, because I'm getting the fuck out of D.C. And I will also not be doing a couple's uh, outfit. Um, I will be a single mom who works too hard, who loves her kids, and never stops. <laughs> I will be Rebo McIntyre uh, for Halloween. And this just came about... Whew, I would say hours ago that I put this look <laughs> together. So um, yeah, and we'll see how it goes. And I'm we, my favorite, 
my favorite, Ryan, is you got we got a preview of the look, and you were asking us for cowboy boots. Nobody had them, and you decided to just wear like Chelsea boots, and they're adorable. <laughs> Well, yeah, uh, yep. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the early previous, the previews of your look look like someone who's way too old to be going to Coachella. Trying to oh, fit yeah. <laughs> that is her vibe. That is a 1,000% her vibe. Dude, we're going to, we'll put a preview on Insta. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Uh, I'll be going to a friend's house party. I uh, really like doing costumes, but I didn't have any good ideas. So this year I decided to go as a... Um, weird cult woodsy character so it's probably pretty hard to describe but i've got a mask that i think can help uh elucidate what i'm, I'm supposed to be i like it uh, oh my oh God. you're you're one of the vips from squid, uh, squid game squid, yeah. <laughs> you you just as good. yeah exactly who is that mysterious antlered woman who is woman <laughs> <laughs> no, yes, they're wrong. Man. A woman. Oh, oh well, when it's, a no, woman. when it's up like that, I love it. It looks like you're fucking like uh, Thor, not Thor, but yeah. yeah, like a Norse. But like God. A, a well, like but not like Marvel comic store, like Thor from actual. No, mythology. actual. Yeah. Well, it's like yeah. a it's it's a deer skull basically that's like bronze gold colored, and when you put it up so it rests on top of your head, um, the points on the inside are the same shape as the, of a deer skull. So it's currently stabbing my brain oh, and it perfect. really hurts. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, um, so we, for our listeners, uh, we'd love to hear your Halloween plans. And uh, if you want to take some pictures of your costumes, uh, feel free to tweet at us or, uh, you know, tag us in your Instagram posts. We will be happy to repost those stories and retweet you. I yeah, to, where is something for us? What? So it's slide into Clark's DMs. He wants to see all your costumes. Yeah, I want to see all your costumes. I love, love cosplay. Love costumes. Live it up. Um, let's move on to some other uh, stuff, Caitlin. Yeah. So um, as Brett mentioned, we're going to be uh, interviewing Steve Orlando that's coming out the day after Halloween. But some of us read uh, his uh, most recent graphic novel that he co-wrote with Steve Fox. It's called Party and Pray. It is a queer uh, thriller, um, and it really kind of, uh, I think, turns some tropes that uh, we see in a lot of uh, serial killer type fiction. Uh, I know Adam Clark and I read it, um, but I wanted to hear from you guys what you thought about it, uh, what you thought about the, the plot, the themes, the character, and then we can get into some, some other discussion as well. Yeah, I uh, love the selection of books, especially for spoopsy season. Uh, I thought it was excellent. Um, it was just like a great, like, blender of a ton of pop culture elements that I really enjoyed, particularly around, uh, I wouldn't say the entire LGBTQ rainbow experience, but certainly amongst uh, gay men. And I thought it was just really well handled uh, in terms of, I don't want to give too much away, um, cause obviously I would rather you all read it, but I do think there's a lot of good twists and turns. And I think it, they did a good job. I know in the afterward, they speak to kind of saying like, we wanted to take particularly even just like gay stereotypes and kind of like twist them a little bit and open up the conversation that there is not necessarily like a direct good and evil. And I think they make a really good claim that like, you can feel a certain way at the beginning of the book and then feel a very different way by the end. Um, and I thought they did a good job with that. Uh, so, I mean, I would highly recommend uh, reading it. I'm happy to go into deeper, but I feel like I don't want to spoil it on our on our weekly podcast for people. 
Um, but that was, that's my thoughts, Clark. Um, I mean, now that you're not spoiling it, I guess I can't spoil it either. <laughs> Shit. So that second question we can't ask on there. Um, I mean, I, I thought it was great. I love all the characters. I don't know. You kind of get at least why everyone is thinking the way they're thinking. You might not agree mm -hmm. with it, but like, yep. it seems real. Horrifying, but real. Um, I don't know. I'm, I was very pleased with reading this. I'm, I'm glad we didn't have to read something we didn't like from a guy we're going to interview because this is very, very good. <laughs> well, what I really, I, I really liked it too. And it is a very quick read. Um, so you'll be able to read it quickly. So if you're looking for like chill Halloween plans, it's a great way to kind of curl up and, you know, pour yourself a glass of wine or whiskey or whatever you'd like to drink and read it. But what I liked about it was it was a nice antidote to the last issue of X Factor without getting into spoilers. If folks remember, we reviewed that on podcast where we found out like the secret around Prodigy was that he was actually killed by, um, you know, um, a white, uh, wealthy older man. Uh, and the way it was written, uh, even a lot of people who loved X Factor, which none of us were, um, people who defended Leah Williams's work, which none of us were were kind of turned on her and we found out that it was really editorially driven and it had to be wrapped up quickly so they could do trial of magneto uh nonetheless it still left a really bad taste in our mouth but like this was a very nice like if you felt kind of icky about that this is a great way of um you know reading a similar story that doesn't have like superheroic or supernatural overtones but it, it deals with actual trauma that could happen in the queer community but it has queer protagonists as well clark we we got that a little bit, we already talked about it. We got that a little bit squid, squid game as well, where it's like predatory, weird, yes. older, gay, trying to go after him. Like, why was this added to the story just the same? Mm. That's why I hated episode seven and eight. Spoilers for Squid Game if you yeah. haven't watched Squid Game. Don't, don't worry, we definitely hold on to party and praise floors, but we'll talk all we want about Squid Listen, Game. That is totally want. unrelated from the main plot. That is just like an unnecessary bit in there. It for is an entirely no weird reason. subplot. No, I would agree, it, but. I agree. Um, I would. Really I know. Gross, yeah. One of the questions is, you know, would you like to see this as a movie? And the answer is very much yes. I think it has a very short running time, probably about eighty-seven minutes. I would hate for them to add any additional content, maybe some flashbacks. But <laughs> goddamn, if this wasn't a great storyboard for like a movie, you'd probably build it out a little bit more. But I, I just on all cylinders, like this is essentially like, I mean, going over the top. It's like it's gay hard candy. Like where it's a very like home invasion, but not home invasion. Like it's the typical kind of setup you'd see, but they just do it so well. And I think it's because it's so queer focused, like any other content these days, like using similar storylines, but replacing characters and characters with very different experiences than the stereotypical straight white male or even straight white woman, I think really adds a lot more dimension uh, to the excitement and interest, uh, uh, interesting, inter I don't know, the effect of the book, Kayla. <laughs> the intrigue, thank you. I, I agree. I would like to see this as a movie as well. Uh, the thing I would be a little afraid of is whoever cuts the trailer would spoil like what would happen. And like, <laughs> please let them not do that. Like, yeah. you know, if they did it like like the trailer for the original Scream or even actually the latest one where you get a little bit of the beginning and then you get some maybe some like, you know, elements of what happens later on. But like, don't, don't, don't do what Marvel does or don't do what like, no. you know, other like action movies uh, or superhero movies do uh, not to say this is a superhero story, but where they just give you everything in the plot. Yeah. 
the, I will say that the uh, art itself is just so gorgeous too. And you, yeah. you can tell that they are working with like lighting so much that you would want to see that in the movie as well. I feel like because it's, yeah, it's, it's so cool. It's very vibrant. The one thing I will say is it has definitely set unreal expectations of how, I mean, obviously gay men are usually buff or at least stereotypical gay men are buff and look good. But like everyone in this book is like, fucking superheroes like it's insane <laughs> what happens during the course of the book like i'm just really impressed i was like i don't know who trained for what but uh i was very impressed by everyone's athleticism in the i book. mean these people are all circuit party gays based on what we saw yeah oh that's so they're true all working yeah. out they're in the gym at least five days a week yeah yeah at yeah. least at least <laughs> i think it's i think i think it, normally i'd want to see more like body diversity but for the story that this is telling i think it needs to be Oh, what totally. it is yeah without getting into more spoilers uh well yeah so <laughs> you haven't read it free. so i've got something read special Bro- oh oh what- no wait sorry you do that plug i was just gonna say read <laughs> read party and pray it's great that's all i was gonna say <laughs> no <laughs> it's a s- surprise spooky halloween <laughs> question quick fire oh. Oh, the no, dead I- have risen, and it's every person for themselves. What is your weapon of choice to survive the zombie apocalypse? A machine gun? Uh, I think like Brian's a... Dying. I think a machete. Gotta get, you gotta get physical. You can't run out of bullets. Uh, the coronavirus, because zombies get it too. Hmm. Oh, I read that article, yeah. You know, that is... <laughs> yeah. Coronavirus, not just for humans anymore. <laughs> yeah, the um, they lose their sense of taste. They can't taste brains anymore. The nuclear arsenal for the United States and the Soviet Union. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say a grappling hook, but nuclear arsenal wins. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to some issues. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> All right, so we had four uh, X comics this week. First up, Inferno number two. Long awaited uh, by Jonathan Hickman, Stefano Casali. It's Hickman's swan song uh, of the X Men, and it continues. And we find out how Mystique resurrected Destiny, and it's the most obvious way possible. She fooled Sinister, sort of, and the five by pretending to be Magneto and Professor X. And then we pick back up on the cliffhanger from issue one. Mystique has nominated Destiny to fill the seat on the Quiet Council vacated by Apocalypse, and Charles and Magneto have the absolute worst whip count operation. They literally cannot count for shit. We see how Mystique uses guile, bribery, and even motherly love to sway the vote her way, which results in Destiny getting that coveted seat. This force leads Charles and Magneto to make a strategic retreat and confer with Moira, who is very pissed. Their only choice is to bring in the Ice Queen herself, Emma Frost, which makes me immensely happy, and about as unhappy as Emma is when she gets the whole truth from Moira. She agrees to help them, but swears that they've lost their loyalty forever. But in the short term, Emma's back on their side and they use their renewed majority to add another loyal mutant to the council. Colossus. See, Democrats, that's how you build power. Meanwhile, at Orcus, we learn that they're trying to harness the power of the sun to attack the Krakoans and Omega Sentinel and Nimrod share an ominous moment. And Mystique continues to use her mutant powers to pretend to be Sage, to disarm Krakoan defenses, and she impersonates an Orcus scientist to find out what the anti-mutant organization is really up to. So, um questions mystique's plan to resurrect destiny seemed pretty obvious why didn't she just do it in the first place clark start with you oh fuck that one i mean 
just because she wanted to make fun, uh, just to show them that she could fucking do it. Number one, number two, just give them like their own, you know, rope to hang themselves with. And she's a bitch. <laughs> That's there you true. Go. Um, I I will say it's a pretty straightforward plan. Like. I was expecting a little bit more weaving in. No, I was like, that's probably what she would do. And she did it. But, uh, it was pretty obvious. And I, I didn't mind it at all. Um, the way they we- weaved it through the storytelling, though, was really good. Uh, no, I completely agree. Yeah, across the board, these two infernos back to back have been uh, absolutely incredible. It's really and re-enthused my enthusiasm for uh, reading X-Men and I, I can't wait to see where it goes next. And I, I actually like that it was very simple. And I think to that point of like, why didn't she just do it earlier? Like you need gravitas, first of all. But I also think it's like exactly right. Like it's cool to watch her not have, she has a plan where they both come out scot-free versus Magneto and uh, Xavier on basically on the back foot. So I'm really excited to kind of see what they do. I love the way that they included Emma and like the Myra conversations. Like it's just all really coming full circle and I, I greatly enjoy it. It's so nice to see Moira again. I love her. Um, yeah. She, and uh, she's been so, so absent in most of the X books that it, I think I just crave every time she shows up and actually seeing Destiny's personality after yes. many, many moons of her not being around is like so fun to see her interact. And she is just a know-it-all bitch, which I really like. Like, it's, it's oh, no, 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 that's not going to work out. Like, that's how she approaches everything. It's really fun. I do feel kind of bad that they de-aged her. Like, I mean, I can understand it. And it also gives her character more, like, wiggle room. But I kind of, I like, I really enjoyed that these were, like, two older ladies that just had a great, well, very toxic relationship for everyone else but themselves. <laughs> I don't, I don't get why, how they de-aged her. Isn't all this based upon when they, she was last updated or whatever? Wouldn't that have been uh, in the 80s when she died? They, they say you can modify. They, so you she can just modify randomly had, so these kids are like, okay, we'll modify your girlfriend to be 30 years younger or wife. She looked gorgeous, though. Well, if, if, you were, if, she, if it was Xavier doing it, he might have said, we need her when her powers were at her prime. So this was the kind of oh, timeline we found. So basically just Gattaca her into a beautiful young woman. Well, they don't oh. need to know like what age her powers were in her prime because just going through the process automatically improves people's uh, power clarity and usage. Yes. Sorry, Kaylin? Well, so I don't know if this is a flaw of the writing or it's hubris of Professor X and Magneto, but one would think with as many shapeshifters that are on Krakoa, including one who is on the Quiet Council but can't really be trusted, that like the the five especially, and even Sinister would have some, although Sinister figured it out, the five would have some kind of a failsafe of like, this isn't actually Professor X. This isn't actually Magneto. These aren't people who can you know, who have the authority mm. to come in and do this stuff. And it's like, we'll get into the flaw of the writing here in a, in, uh, in a second, but like, if it's hubris, I actually don't mind it because it, that is, as we've done in Wikipedia, um, like we've seen that that's a theme that he likes to do with these men in power who seem to be all knowing, always like fuck up and they sow their own like uh, seeds of defeat. Right? Like Kaylin, you're so right though. It's like, the one person we can't resurrect is Destiny, who is definitely going to want her back. Misty, why is she on the council? 
I'm asking. Why are some of these people on the council? It's I know they're trying to do like an equal whatever of a representation of all mutants, but like Mystique's only out for herself, like always. And her lover, her metalhead lover, yeah. Sinister's the same way, but Sinister has something to offer. I don't yeah. quite know what Mystique has to offer. She's good at spying. There are a million others that are good at spying that won't stab you in the front, back, asshole, exactly. True. <laughs> so, I... Oh, go ahead, Adam. I was going to say, I think to that point, I would have liked to see her off the council originally and then find a way to get on it. Like, because it would have been even a better through story if in all of the X-Books she was kind of popping around, manipulating her way on the council so that she can do these things. Because, yeah, just too much power from the start of the uh, the new, the Hoffman Pox era. Sorry. So I'm going to kind of answer my own question. And I just realized this. I think based on what we saw with Destiny was doing by, you know, pretending to be Sage, going to Orcus, pretending to be that scientist, that like, it's all part of Moira's plan. That this is the, this was the deviation. Like Des, uh, Mystique always had to be on the council. She had to bring Destiny back, even mm. though Moira knew that like, you know, like maybe she saw this like in the sixth life, which we only saw like very, very far in the future. Like some of this kind of actually happened. Um, and maybe like what happened with like the, you know, the, uh, what were they called? The phalanx. Like the reason that all of this went a certain way was because Orcus was successful and Des and Mystique and Destiny weren't there to stop it. And so like in a weird way, maybe Mystique becomes the reluctant hero of all of this. I don't know if that's where it's going, but there's a possibility it goes that way. Ryan? I've got a question for y'all. Um, what do we think was in the box? What's in the box? That Paltrow's head. Next question. <laughs> I was going to say Dr. Manhattan's dildo, but I mean, either one works, honestly. <laughs> like, what, what, do, do we have any ideas of what it could be? Uh, what, is, what does Emma want so bad? Maybe it's the back of the um, Declaration of Independence, which has a map to treasure <laughs> located within our capital. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, she doesn't have anything related to a person that matters to her anymore. Well, yeah. she, the only relative she ever liked was Christian, so he's there. Yeah. Well, it looked like she was getting it from some sort of like mausoleum or like Middle Eastern mystic society. So I was like, has that ever come up? I I don't. That's not no, part of her personality, I and I, I kind of part of me kind of hopes that it's like Pulp Fiction, where we never find out what's in the briefcase. And then you just have speculation, and it's That's just like... That's great, yeah. I think X-Fans would really handle that well. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. That was <laughs> <laughs> what you'll if it's... Well, them. You'll just have to read X-Men Legends 34, coming out in three yeah. years. I, <laughs> yeah. I did not believe Emma's first vote. At all. I don't think she would ever has any interest in trusting Mystique at all. It felt very strange, just unnatural. Yeah. Especially since, did Kitty say hers first? Or did, did Emma? I don't remember. No. Uh, I I think Kate did first. For, I got to reread the issue. Well, if okay, she did, after. Kate went first. Emma yeah. was the last vote. She was the tiebreaker. Oh, so she would never fucking say yes when Kitty's saying yes. I mean, she wouldn't say no when Kitty's saying yes, and Shaw is saying no. There's no way she's gonna follow his bullshit. No, I don't. I don't believe it. I didn't. Believe but you don't know what's that. in the box. I don't yeah, care. Yeah. Well, maybe the box is empty, 
and it's all about the friendship she made yeah. along the way. <laughs> the, the uh, it's process? butter. It's butter rum's ashes. It's butter rum's yeah. ashes, right? <laughs> um, the I one I actually didn't. Go, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ryan. No, I, I couldn't stop thinking about, you know, the reason uh, Shaw voted the opposite of Emma, but they ended up voting the same way. So what if they just called on Emma first, then he would have just voted the opposite way and it would have screwed up the whole fucking vote. The voting right? should not have been this. It should have been seven to four, except for instead it's this five is, to six the other way. They're just beaming and bobbing around that room. Now Emma, now Kate, now you're like, you heard order. You heard me, like, Charles and, and Magneto are terrible whip count. Like, they don't have that operation. They're stupid. They can't count for shit. The one that actually completely pulled me out of the book, it's the one yeah. thing I didn't like, was Nightcrawler mm -hmm. voting for uh, Miss, uh, for Destiny being on there. And mm -hmm. I was like, that made no sense to me. <laughs> it wasn't his voice. It. He sounded like a little baby talking to his mommy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Would that please you, mommy? Yeah. <laughs> Very weird. You didn't give... No, no. That was that was definitely the only part of like I don't you know I don't know enough probably in depth about the characters to really figure it out but even to me that Nightcrawler one I was like what no like that doesn't make any fucking sense well I can't really blame Charles and Magneto then they should have I mean they shouldn't really think that Nightcrawler is gonna be a stupid idiot yeah and not agree with them at all it's just just well, there's oh. much of care there's at least two characters making bonehead decisions for no fucking reason. But when I when I did read it, the only justification I thought, and I don't know if they'll fill it in the back, and I'm sure they won't, is that if the results of Way of X might have caused Nightcrawler to think that there needs to be some level of more chaos on the council. Not like chaos, but like that Charles. <laughs> oh, no. Like I just mean Magneto and Zay, like there he doesn't like I don't think that like, there's no they god I should like nice as positive all. leaders in Way of X. <laughs> So it's like, I, I could see him. I wish he would have been more pronounced about why he'd make that decision besides his mommy issues. Well, he, he only blamed them on his mommy issues, so. It was, it was weird. It's almost like Storm would have been better. Yeah. Like, I posed this question, yeah. like, on Twitter, and, you know, somebody said, what, what if it was Storm who was trying to build her own power base, you know, now that she's the Queen of Saul, region mm. of Morocco, and it's like, that would have made... It wouldn't have been, you know, it would have been a little out of left field, but I'm like, oh, okay, I can see that. The Nightcrawler stuff just, it seemed even weird from his characterization in Way of X. Um, so it just feel, it felt very like just disconnected. Ryan? For me, the biggest reveal of all was that so many people actually cared about Colossus for him to be a reveal <laughs> at the end. Like, what the fuck? Why, why him? Like, I, I, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of his, but uh, I'm sorry. He's not bringing the power that we need for this fucking council. Just because he's a nice, loyal person, that could have easily been Nightcrawler if he wasn't already on the council. You know? And he was possessed. He was possessed by, like, the I mean, Russian it, guy. Hours, he wasn't so. possessed. He is still possessed. Yeah. yeah. The Russians are coming, my friend. He, he, yeah, he's <laughs> an, an accidental enemy agent they've just led into the room. Not that anyone yeah. else is a, not an enemy agent in a way, also. Yeah, we'll see. Well, well, I mean, I still really love this issue. Can't wait for issue three and four. Um, it's even, I feel like we shot on it a little bit, but like it's still a very no, fun read. Great. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Sword number nine by Al Ewing and uh, uh, Jacopo uh, Kamani. Um, Henry Gyrick welcomes James Hudson, a.k.a. Vindicator, a.k.a. Guardian. I can't remember his code name right now. Into Orcus, while the Shi'ar send their new Empress Zandra and her Super Guardians to Araco. On, on a diplomatic mission, excuse me. 
Storm, the region of Saul, isn't there to greet them because she loves fighting in the circle just that much. It's like, take my powers, let me pull out the knife and stab you in the eye. Uh, we get Aurora. Um, the new Lethal Legion, who are apparently working for Gyrick, show up to attack the Shi'ar and beat the living shit out of the Super Guardians. Storm eventually shows up to even the odds a bit, but Gyrick reveals his mole inside sword, and it's dun-dun-dun, Wizkid. <laughs> anybody, did anybody suspect Wizkid? What'd you guys think no, about that? Didn't, didn't we all suspect Peepers? Yeah! yeah. Wait, who, I didn't suspect Peepers. He was the one that was... It was a character that was weirdly there way too yeah. much. The Wizkid Wiz reveal was great. I really liked yeah. it. Yeah, because Wizkid is such a lovable scamp. You know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's really I'm, happy. I'm happy because I've never liked Wizkid, and now I have further reason not to. I'll tell you why I'm happy. I'm glad they took down that fucking Shi'ar guard because those bitches always eviscerate everyone. I was glad <laughs> to see some of those assholes die. No, Ryan, this is the sixth Fang we've had. They, these people die <laughs> oh, all the time. Fang. The, th the thing about these people is that most of them aren't the same that you've seen before because they're just different people, people from the same planet after the other ones have died. I was upset. Well, I don't like them, and I like to see them die. And, and the first Happy Halloween. The beginning of the issue is I was sad that my favorite character, Hussar, you know, the red woman with the, like, the blonde oh, yeah. ball hair thing with the whip. She wasn't there, and then by the end, I was like, I'm glad she's not there, because she would have been killed. <laughs> there were some I'm... big ones missing, and I was like, why aren't they there? Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, now. yeah. The, the two <laughs> characters they always kill, no matter what, is Fang and Neutron, every single time. Mm -hmm. They actually make a joke about Fang dying in that terrible Wolverines comic. Remember that one? Yes. No one did, uh, except her. Yeah. <clears throat> I um, was I did... living... Oh, go ahead, Brian. Uh, I liked the, um, the energy of the Lethal Legion, because it made it feel like uh, invincible that yes. uh, the TV show and I guess yeah. the comic. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. How the, I, I never read the comics, so I don't know the energy of that. But that uh, all of a sudden there's this uh, level of extraordinary gratuitous violence that makes you feel uncomfortable with in a fight that could otherwise be very ho hum. You know, there's you know the the good guys are defeated. Yeah. Yeah. My no, favorite. I... Go ahead. I was going to say, I really appreciated the permadeath. Uh, it was one of my favorite issues in a long time because of that, Brent, like you were talking about, which is like it really took it for a ride and really changed the way that I was expecting this book to go. So I was very happy to see it. My favorite is uh, the very beginning. Um, you had and Henry Gyrick and James Hudson in their conversation. It was that dumb joke. It's like, welcome to Alpha Flight. And you remember you read out, you let Alpha <laughs> Flight. Now this is Alpha Flight. Uh -huh. It's just. It's just, it was a dumb uh, joke, but I like a little bit of continuity, but it shows that like how uh, extensive and far reaching Orcus really is that they're bringing in heroes now. Like I thought that was actually really cool. Yeah, I agree. It was a great issue. It was, re it was really fun. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I don't like having old Cable back though. I hate that bitch. Oh, I like him. I like him when Al Ewing's writing him. You love pockets though. I do. Do you, do, you, do you only wear women's Pouches. suits? Yes. It, I think it keeps the I think it keeps Abigail brand exciting because I always hate like a typical know-it-all. And that's actually why I don't like cable either when he's alone. But I like the ongoing tension that the two of them have of like one of like they're just doing a dick swinging competition and I really appreciate that. Are they gonna yeah. hate fuck? Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, but cable's gonna bottom. That's fine. <laughs> I think he'd like that. 
Yeah. Yeah, I know. Pegging. Sure that's... <laughs> mm, pegging. <laughs> All right. On that note, let's move on to Wolverine number 17 by Benjamin Percy and Lan Medina. Logan, the Debbie Downer he is, refuses to join in on the Krakoan karaoke night. Featuring the Blob doing a rendition of Barbara Ann, Pyro doing Weed and Strength of Fire, and Marvel Girl and Storm doing a duet of Unbreak My Heart. The surprise, however, is Maverick showing up and doing You've Lost That Love and Feeling, and it's not because he's really into the Righteous Brothers. Wolverine asks him to help out an export, on an X-Force mission to take out some skull mass terrorist types who are hell-bent on invading Krakoa. Oh, and Domino is helping too. Meanwhile, CIA agent Jeff Bridges, I mean Jeff Bannister, is trying to uncover what's happening with Dolores Ramirez, the head of the X-Desk. Apparently there's a mole in Krakoa working against mutant interests, and that mole may very likely be Maverick. Brent, what'd you think? I thought it was great how little uh, they cared about the pro- a proper way to introduce a character like Maverick into this. They're like, yeah, karaoke. Let's do a bunch of uh, song puns, and then uh, the character's here. No need for real uh, plot development or whatever. He's just there. <laughs> well, well, Brent, you remember that Maverick was in previous issues when they were when. Yes, you know, I do. Doing the whole. Okay, all right, all right. I'm just, I'm just making sure. <laughs> no, I'll, well, I'll, I'll, I'll. But his attitude then. His attitude then was, yeah, I'm not fucking going to Krakoa. Fuck that place. And now it's like, yeah, I come by here whenever to sing songs and you know buy groceries. <laughs> yeah, there was definitely a a ru- not a rushed issue element, but certainly like a rapid connection element of this issue that was like fine but it did it was good it was it was it was enjoyable but it did feel like it was very like let's just connect all these random threads i had previously kind of came up with during the run of the series because i'll tell you i actually really appreciate your jeff bridges joke because that's exactly what i see every time i read this and um that whole side is just kind of boring i did appreciate the murder in his uh like at his CIA location wherever he works. <laughs> you appreciated it? Yeah, I just really like brought it, it brought some joy to my heart to just see everybody systematically murdered. But it was very surprising. That's why I enjoy, you know, I, I love permadeath. So I was very excited. Anytime people just die for no reason that I unexpectedly, I'm like, oh, now I'm intrigued. <laughs> how, how many moles are there in this yeah, right? whole thing? <laughs> You've got Colossus, maybe Maverick, <laughs> unrelatedly. I don't even know. There's probably like four. Or five kid, it's on. like it's a yeah. it's a leaky sieve, you know. Yeah. It's just like this boat is sinking. It's Emma like those stories. Triple agent, yeah, it's crazy. What it's like the stories of like the uh, like police officers going undercover and then they're arrested by other police officers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like there are more moles than there are actual other mutants in Krakoa now. <laughs> I feel like that's like a Mad TV or SNL sketch of a show like Alias of yeah. Like, Who's the mole? And like, oh, wait, you're the mole? Wait, I thought I was the mole. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just uh, like that baseball is out and karaoke is in now. For that. <laughs> that, was, that was, that, those are some of my favorite scenes. I mean, seeing Aurora right. and uh, Jean Grey doing Tony Braxton's Unbreak My Heart just gave me a lot of life. It was really cute. Do you have a dumb pun song to sing when you do karaoke? what i i would have to know my powers but i would do summer loving so i guess i have summer based powers <laughs> wouldn't you just be oh. dazzler and you're doing you're doing disco queen or I mean, I, i'm called like florida man or something like that and i have like weather based uh summer showers <laughs> oh god never mind never mind i don't know 
I was just thinking based on my own name, not about what powers I might or might not have. That's kind of what I mostly. <laughs> do, well, do, do you remember the um the Anastasia movie? You know where Rasputin is a corpse mm -hmm. played by Christopher Lloyd. There's a song called "In the Dark of the Night." Mine will be "In the Clark of the Night." Evil will find you, and it's all about me murdering a bunch of people with bugs around me. I love that. That makes uh. sense. Also, your autobiography. <laughs> Daily. Uh, gosh, I don't know what mine would be. I have no I idea. Mine would, my, I think mine would be uh, We Are Gonna Pay from the hit musical Brent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Good, good, good. Yeah. What is, what's a song that has denim in the title, Kalen? That's yours. <laughs> I don't think there is one. Yeah, Maybe there there's, is. there's, there's one never called... been a song about blue jeans. There's definitely blue. Isn't oh, there? Yeah. So blue jeans by by uh, by by what's her face? Lana Del Rey. Just, there we uh, go. Lana Del Rey's yeah. blue jeans. There's a, there's a blue, uh, but I'm I'll... blowing a guy. Blue jeans <laughs> and there's blue a... jeans gray. What's there's that a... uh, for Adam? What's that song? Uh, who wears short shorts? Adam wears short shorts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very good. I, I think uh, mine, mine would have to be from The Wizard of Oz, and I'm the cowardly Ryan. Uh, yeah. oh, <laughs> that's pretty good. That's, you should do that as a Halloween costume in some year. That would be really I'm already cute. I'm already rebuffed. One uh, next year, this next year, cousin okay. it from Adam Sandler Halloween, and this bitch called me the cowardly lion, and I wanted to punch her in the face. <laughs> Did you have the hat? I was nine years old. No, I didn't have a fucking hat. Well, I mean, no, 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 no. I meant I had it. Yes, I did have a hat and little glasses. I Clark, I you thought... were not a friend of Dorothy that day. No, I was not. I was nine years old, and I was not pleased. That's tough. Yeah. Uh, All right. For years, we could do uh, Crying Me a River. <laughs> okay, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've, we've, yeah. All right, so the last issue this week is Marauders number 25 by Jerry Dugan and Phil Noto. In the last issue, the Marauders were double-crossed and jettisoned into space by Lando Calrissian wannabe Eden Rickslow. The team actually acts like a team for the first time in like 20 issues to work together to save themselves, and Kate and Emma have a fun two-step to take down Rickslow on his spaceship. They leave him on Araka with the Mysterium they promised him back in issue 24. What do you guys think? Clark? Um, I just, I mean, I like how well they work together to get this yep. shit solved. I love Pyro so much. I mean, I loved it when he sang this. He was saying, um, mm -hmm. we didn't start the fire. Start last the fire. Issue we just talked yeah. about. And now he's, when, when um, Kitty Pride gets out the gun, like, you know, like, this is my plot. He's like, you know, what? let's just, let's go out the way we want to go out. Like, shoot ourselves <laughs> in the head. We're done. We're out of here. <laughs> That's it's very reasonable. I, I like I that. Like I really enjoyed the teamwork, just like you were saying. But it's like, you know, in New Mutants, when they were trying to, like, switch powers and you you use this power to help me with I'm like, this is how it actually should be done. <laughs> right. Like, those stupid New Mutants. That we're doing Listen up, kids, you fucking idiots. <laughs> I actually saw this. What were you going to say? Oh, go ahead. Finish what your thought was. No, no, no. I'm just going to say, I could actually see this being in a movie like this is very storyboarded out like the x-men get thrown out of jet and they like have to figure it out like i i thought this was just such a fun little little scene in what could be a larger thing Can oh yeah no it was great my favorite uh was um shaw and bishop mm -hmm. just punching each other i thought that was because it's like of course their powers are very similar they like take in like that energy and then they release it out so uh jerry dugan nice job 
Mm-hmm. And I liked uh, when uh, Blando Calrissian got taken <laughs> over by uh, Emma Frost and immediately was just like fabulous Serving. arm. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what she does to all of us. Yeah. All right. That's been the issues this week. Ooh, it's another surprise spooky Halloween question. God. All right. This question. Are there any monsters, ghosts, or creatures of the night you be- kind of believe in or would like to believe in? I'll start. I kind of believe in Bigfoot. What? Or at least I like the idea that there's like some great ape that's just out there. Uh, he's got a brown fur if he's in the woods, white fur if he's in the snow, and he's just minding his own business, doing the world good. Wait, so he just changes his costume. His, cl- his no, no, no. The costume? the snow version. Yeah, the snow version is the, white. like Wendy. Oh, you're saying there's talent. multiple ones. Yeah, uh, well, they're across the world. Yes, right? yes, 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 I thought he was up. a traveling ape that had different yes. coats <laughs> with costume <laughs> changes. There's big foots. So how do you how do you big think feet. Made, how do you think they were made then? Like someone fucked a bear or something? No, I think that they're Let's just like go. one. You know. Uh, mammal species like humans like went off and they uh like were abandoned by the rest of society and then they just kind of became wanderers and regressed and weren't as like interested in you know building bridges and fire they were more interested in like vibing with the trees and letting birds land on their fingers (laughs) okay anyone else anything i mean Uh mummies are real they're just out walking around um, but so are um, so are witches. I mean, there's people that identify as witches, and I, I don't know. Like, I get spooked by certain like, fit, like I think if you believe in some of that stuff, like I don't know, I feel like it could happen at some point. Maybe not on the scale of like, say, Scarlet Witch, but like, I think that shit is real, kind of. Mm. I don't know if I believe <laughs> in ghosts, but I want there to be ghosts because that seems interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm with you, Claire. I think of all the things that make the most sense to me, it'd be like ethereal spirits. But I, I see it more as like they're literally just on a different plane of existence. So they can't really like we may not be able to see them or they don't really want to interact with like they're, we're just kind of like coexisting. It's not spooktacular. This woman died in the 1800s and so now she's haunting this house type shit. No, but that's what I, I want. Andrew and I talk about all the time. That, like I, I just have a weird idea to like buy a house where a murder happened i just think i would feel like a recent murder not if it happened like 1700 years ago or whatever which would be oh. a, a medieval <laughs> castle that we're buying <laughs> you uh you buy a house that's like from the 1800s uh and like someone's probably been murdered there but you're like not soon enough so the second you walk in you murder andrew you're like <laughs> now my ghosts are ready <laughs> fresh and ready with uh you know leftover business all right <laughs> Kayla? Um, I think on some degree at some point vampires might have been real uh, really? but I think it's mostly, mostly it's it's just people like wanting to be vampires and they're just like LARPing and drinking mm-hmm. blood yeah. and yeah. thinking they could live forever but not really so uh, in that sense it's just it's like the, like the belief overtook like reality Oh I like that Yeah that's fun all right, it's a news flash. Oh, I had to do it. All right, so the new Ecstatic series, officially dubbed Excellent, 
has finally been announced for February 2022. It was first announced in 2019. Remember how you read that Ecstatic's one shot? We were like, this mm -hmm. is good. It said it was going to come back sometime. Did not. COVID happened two years later. Um, even though it stars Ecstatics, it's named after the, the new rivals, the Excellent. So that doesn't bode well in this kill happy series where everybody can get murdered at any point in time. <gasps> what do we think? Anyone excited? Do you care? Do you not, Kaylin? I'm excited in the sense that I'm always happy to see more Mike Allred art because I think he's tremendous and he doesn't do enough stuff, especially in the, for the big two. Uh, but at the same time, I feel this concept is way past its expiration date. Mm -hmm. Like even when we were doing the um, Mutant Madness bracket, like early in COVID when comics weren't coming out, when I went back and reread Ecstatics and like the X-Force series that preceded it, like I remember like thinking I would love it the same way I did when I read it the first time, but I found it kind of exhausting and I felt it was like very much a product of its time. And so I think it'll be kind of a product. I, I just don't think it, it, it's going to work super well in modern times. And Peter Milligan as a writer has been more missed than hit for me. And I used to really, really love his stuff, but I haven't loved his stuff in a while. Ryan? Yeah, I would agree with you. It's um, I loved the series back in the day and I, they just really have to update it to today in some form uh, somehow i don't know i don't know if they could incorporate them a little bit more into the x-men world i think that might help them out a little bit but them being self-contained is probably not going to do them any uh, favors right now well they could probably loop in dupe right he uh, he could kind of well yeah. dupe was he originated in yeah. ecstatics uh i know that that's why i was saying <laughs> mm, okay all right, we're done. Johnny Blaze is back as Ghost Rider and a new title by Wolverine slash X-Force writer Benjamin Percy with art by Corey Smith. The last time we saw Johnny, he was the ruler of hell. Now he's just some merry dude with a kid. Is this regressive and boring? Is anyone looking forward to this? Um, no. 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 <laughs> Next question. Uh, at all. Are you, would you rather have Danny or Alejandra or Kushala or Robbie as the lead? Uh, keep in mind that Robbie's in uh, the Avengers, Kushala has a Marvel Infinity series, and Alejandra is a corpse. Kalen. So, you know, I've been thinking about, like, what DC's been doing lately, and, you know, uh, I know we like Marvel more on this podcast, but, like, DC's been kind of killing it on the representation game, specifically queer characters, characters of color, like, becoming, you know, legacy folks, like, I'm thinking, like, John Kent as Superman, who came out as bisexual, and Marvel, outside of, like, the X-Books, I feel is just regressing in a lot of ways. And, like, bringing Johnny Blaze back as Ghost Rider is just, like, it's, like, of course they're going to, like, not have Robbie Reyes do it or have any of the other characters uh, who have taken the mantle of Ghost Rider sort of back. It's, like, they're going to go back to, like, the safe, you know, thing, whatever. And it's because there's going to be, you know, you know they're going to try to figure out a way to integrate him into the MCU, like the Ghost Rider show ended up not happening on Hulu um, with, uh, I think it was supposed to be with Robbie Reyes, right? And, but not the same one that was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So it just feels like boring old shit. I don't know. Not excited well, at all. They, I, we don't understand. They're using him and they're using Robbie more so. Like, why can't we have all three? We can, wow. but it sounds like Johnny well, Blaze is the main character of this. He's the main character of this. Rob, uh, Robbie Reyes is basically one of the main characters of Avengers. I, we, do you want to switch them and that would be fine? Sure. It's Ghost Riders, okay. not Ghost Rider. <laughs> this comic I, is literally called Ghost Rider. Yeah. I want, 
I want Alejandra what? and I I want Alejandra and I want it to be a reverse ghost writer so that like in her normal form she's a ghost she's a like a corpse but then when turning into the ghost writer she's just like a normal human being with their head is on fire. <laughs> but she's but she and she's oh. riding a Vespa. Okay. Yeah. Reverse Ghost Rider. You get powers, but you look normal. And the, yeah, I love that. Yeah. I had thought you said Brent Goat Rider, and that's not what I want to say. Oh, yeah. Yes. The I would much rather. When the Ghost Rider was a uh, Sherpa in, in <laughs> the Himalayas. No, no, it's the greatest of all time, Rider. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I have much, much, much questions for the next one. Multiverse, a new game brazenly swiped from Super Smash Brothers, is slated to be released by NetherRealm Games and Warner Brothers. An array of characters from WB Studios, DC Comics, Hanna-Barbera, and Cartoon Network are confirmed to be included, including Tom and Jerry, Bugs Bunny, Rick and Morty, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, Batman, Harley Quinn, Superman, Wonder Woman, Gandalf, Steven Universe, and Adventure Times, Finn and Jake. Those are literally like the screenshotted characters. We know for a fact they're going to be in it. Um, this whole damn thing was created because 380,000 Mortal Kombat fans signed a change.org position pressuring oh NetherRealm Games to include Shaggy from Scooby-Doo as Mortal Kombat 11 downloadable content. That's literally the reason that's been spoiled or that, that's been given to this. So, um, no, I'm not going to ask the question. So, anyways, why do you think this, like, who came for it? Do you think Warner Brothers was like, let's do this, or NetherRealm got that information? He's like, fuck, we might as well. Because Warner Brothers was on that fucking kick of like, you know, HBO we've Max, seen, everything, everything. We've seen everything. Space Jam. We know it was Warner Brothers. Yes. They, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. they do not care what the medium is. They are going to give you every property they have, good and hard. Also, they, we know that they will completely go in to uh, cater to whatever like crazy fans are out there. If they did a change.org petition, these are the same people or a lot of people who did this, you know, restore the Snyder cut. So that they, they, they caved on that, you know, earlier this year. 380,000 just for Shaggy to be in Mortal Kombat seems like an ah. absurd, but finally, a validly large amount is- for <laughs> something more real than that. Finally, well, a cause to like yeah. look towards, you know? All right, based <laughs> on all the characters I just mentioned, um, who do you think is your first choice that you'll play as soon as you get on the game? I guess uh, Hermione, Hermione Granger. Um, <laughs> no, uh, of the ones listed, I just listed. I know. Oh, uh, you can. He's the next. He's the next question, you bitch. I have to do Gandalf because I bet he's gonna have a really cool power change where he goes from black, like black Gandalf, gray Gandalf to white Gandalf, and that's. I feel like his powers are gonna be there. I'm like, I just find it hilarious. I he better look like fucking uh, Serene McKellen, otherwise I'll be real pissed off. Just yeah. look at the. It's it's an animated character. He better uh, look like Surrey and <laughs> McAllen Clark. Or I'm he, gonna do- he doesn't, based on the screenshot. <laughs> I would probably pick Bugs Bunny because I want some Looney Tunes logic, like in this game, mm. where like he's just pulling out like Acme dynamite and like yeah. a giant mallet, or you know, telling uh, if he's fighting somebody, saying it's duck season, rabbit season, like using that like to like fuck with their head a little bit. Mm-hmm. Brent, I'd, pro- I'd probably pick Finn from Adventure Time if he's on his own and not like the iceberg sisters or whatever they are uh where you have to play with them together he's, he's on his own. uh and uh if finn is part of a jake duo then i'd probably pick steven universe they're not they're not the same duo tom and jerry are officially a duo though 
the duo. And Rick and Morty okay. are a duo as well. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, that, that makes sense, though. Um, I, I don't know who I didn't answer yet, but I'm still going to go with Shaggy just because everyone else, I can, I know how they can use their powers. They have some sort of functionality. What the fuck can Shaggy do? Like throw hot just run away. Just there's literally run away. There's no ability that he has that's good enough to actually fight with. That's actually crazy that it's just Shaggy by himself. Not, I mean, I'm sure his like super, all his like ultra would call him like the entire Mystery Team. That yeah. show would be amazing. But I'm like, why? I'm. It's so surprised it's not Shaggy and Scooby kind of idea. Well, they explicitly said they're gonna have the Mystery Gang, but they are excluding Scooby and only including Scrappy. <laughs> <laughs> Scrappy's the middle boss. Amazing. They said they're gonna write also, that, that historic wrong. But if Scooby is also like part of that, like wouldn't he just run away too? What's his power? Like they're both cowards. Well, you could like, not, like, you'd, like they could play him like a hunt, like a what is that called? Like, I was like a hunter. I was, I was like, you know, you like send the dot, like send Scooby out, and he would like go oof and like jump yeah. into you and shit like or, that. Or he could do the uh, like uh, like what's his face does suck him in like he can eat anything like a Scooby snack. Kirby, like Kirby, Kirby yeah. <laughs> mm. Turn him into okay. Kirby. All right. Um, so you've already said, Ryan, who else do you want to appear? Um, those rumored include Johnny Bravo, Fred Flintstone, Mad Max, and Harry Potter. What else? You want Hermione Granger, Ryan? Anyone sure else I. have anything you really want or think will happen? Um, From I think of a... What? Whoa. Algorithm. <laughs> you oh. want an algorithm? No, no, we do not need that. <laughs> Don Cheadle needs another shot. <laughs> I want... I want Logan from Succession because it's Warner Brothers and he just goes, fog <laughs> off, fog off. I assumed we were going to get somebody like the, whatchamacallit, Night King from Game of Thrones, but I guess. Oh, yeah. Oh, Daenerys could be a really fun ad, actually, pawning that dragon power. I'll, I'll tell you what I desperately want to appear, and I know that you're going to talk about this, is fucking voice acting and real sound effects so we actually drunkenly mm. bought nickelodeon's all-star bra which just came out and is basically just nickelodeon's version of smash i Brothers. was gonna mention this yes it has no fucking voice acting whatsoever because it's too goddamn expensive but when i tell you how bad that makes the game from a fun perspective it's it's like a good game it's very fun to play but it is no fun to play like it's just not fun because you're like these characters don't say anything this makes me sad so, I don't know like, so there's either, just like people going like kapow and ow oh, and stuff like that and there's no action not even says, not even hey, Fred, blah 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 it's the weird it's like mute everyone's muted it's so weird that's gross i want someone but, even but, useless like fucking betty boop or something like that you know i just, really want yes, wouldn't that be fun I love Betty Boop. She would just be sitting on people and doing like big hearts at people. It'd be fun. All right. I'm literally going to say exactly what Adam said. Three weeks ago, Nickelodeon released Nickelodeon's All Stars <laughs> Brawl with characters from shows including SpongeBob, Ren and Stimpy, the Teenage Mutant, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Avatar, straight up murdering each other with knives. Um, so, my question is this is a quick Clark's got something. Watch out. You have to pick a media company and devise a quick smash. Kaylin. It's quick all smash. the spooky cereals. We talked about that one ah, time a couple yes. years ago. But, but, but will there be more than just the four spooky cereals or there's going to be all sorts of cereal? All like, general yeah. we'll bring, we'll bring in We'll bring in the Trix Rabbit. We'll bring in Toucan Sam, Cap'n Crunch, all of them. The fucking rooster from Corn Flakes. Yeah. I'd probably seems pick like the, a uh... lame ass. 
the <laughs> the Fox animation properties. So mm. Simpsons, Family Guy, American Dad. Uh, and I want the reason is I want them to go into financial ruin over this. And so they abandon those shows and stop making them. You think they're gonna stop after 34 seasons? That nothing's ruining it anymore. There's it's just on it's just momentum is driving its inertia at this point. Yeah. Um, um, I, I guess my choice would be all the Geico spokespeople. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot. There's like six. There's now. a bunch. But, no, but it's all it's all it's all the insurance though. It's the yes. Geico. It's Flo. It's, it's the it's, Lima, uh, Emu. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and one and one like the caveman, so that like looks like a Bigfoot. So Brent, you'll really like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. actually a Bigfoot. You didn't know. <laughs> um, because we had mentioned it earlier as a result of Rainbow Bright, I'm gonna go with the Hallmark Movie Channel, and it's just gonna oh. be every single Christmas protagonist ever. Oh God, they're the same woman. They're all it's awesome. the same woman and the same guy. Yeah, Are but they, like they. They have the different costumes from each of the movies that the 17,000 movies they've starred in. So, so just or... bring in Melissa Joan Hart and Lisa <laughs> Rinna, and like that'll be wild. Yes. Yeah, I'm in. Love it. I love it. Why do you guys why do you guys think it's taken so long for anyone else to kind of ape what Super Smash Bros. has done? And I mean, Super Smash Bros., maybe the only predecessor to that was the Capcom versus whatever. Um, yeah. yeah. Marvel. There were a few. Go ahead, Clark. I think it's because these companies have finally gotten themselves together as being like, we should, number one, we, they had to drip down into different, buy, people buying different companies, blah, 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 blah. Nintendo just like had Nintendo. They yeah, created well, these. yeah. And Nintendo yeah. Proved, proved the model, really, because yeah. so like even other video game companies, Sony, and I think even, I don't know if Sega really did, did a fighting game, but like, it w- it's become such a iconic series that just is a fucking moneymaker. So finally, mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh, wait a minute. We should do that. Because they really, a lot of people used to copy their Car- Mario Kart series. So there is Nickelodeon Racers, Sonic Racers, Crash Racing. Like, and right. I think we've, we've now seen a good opportunity where, like, to your point, Clark, people have enough properties that are very different from each other that they really can make this quirky, weird version game where... There's like tall characters, short. Ever there's so much like diversity in terms of character design. I would love to see actually. You know, I was thinking about the shared universe stuff and Laugh Olympics, which is we've talked about this on mm. podcast before, with like the Scooby Doo characters, the Yogi Bear characters, and the 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 villainous characters. If they did like, it's not. It doesn't even have to be a Smash Brothers thing, but that could be an aspect of it. But if you created like like kind of like a Mario Party meets Smash Brothers with the Laugh Olympic characters, I think that would be a lot of fun. I okay yeah I mean I didn't mean it to sound like that I didn't mean to sound like that yeah. I was thinking that could be a good like a direct racing game like Mario Kart Partially yeah that could be the yeah. wacky races is also tied into that um, yeah for sure so do you remember when Sean Cody and Bellamy joined forces and had some really uninspired sex yeah do you remember that wow. we all remember that all the time <laughs> why don't you remember it that was- it wasn't good it's it's whipped cream on top of well, vanilla ice cream. It's just a lot to, of there white. Need, there needs to be a, a better Smash Brothers kind of situation for gay porn. That's what I'm saying. I, did, I thought yeah, your I Clark's that. Got Something was about pick a media company to make a porno. When you said make a Smash. <laughs> well, you so, know what? You you know where I was th- what I was thinking. Oh, it's <laughs> men.com and Mormon Boy. So it's mormonmen.com. Yeah. It's yeah. delightfully catchy. 
<laughs> yeah. All right, let's do a quick mailbag for males uh, submitted by the you little homos. <laughs> Questions for queers, get it right. It doesn't matter. All right, this one's from X Reads Podcast. Uh, when will Vicky and Kiana get their own show on World of Wonder and then their next show on World Star Hip Hop? Adam, do you want to say, as, a, as their publicist, do you want to take this, Adam? Well, I was going to say, Vicky and Kiana need to get an episode of their own show back up and running before they can start getting on World You know, Wonder. you got to start at home first, you know? Yeah. You really got to start there and then build out, build out, partner with a big company, and then you do a weird crossover with a bunch of other characters that are like you. So we'll probably do a crossover. I mean, they, they filmed 10 episodes or so. I feel like that's enough to get a really big sponsor like McDonald's or something. <laughs> really get this production going. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like Jonathan Hickman wrote Vicky and Kiana, and this is his shield, so it's going to be another seven years before we see <laughs> yeah. an episode. Yeah, the Vicky and Kiana, the golden years. Your yeah. guess is really as good as ours, X-Read Podcast, but if you're out there, World of Wonder, RuPaul, Chuck and Todd Travel, or whoever actually runs that channel. Alan, Chuck, they closed Alan, that. Chuck, give us a call, because I know that Vicky and Kiana, if they were here, would tell you, please, God, give us a show so I don't have to do a day job anymore. <laughs> okay, that was our episode. You can find us on Twitter at X and Instagram at Podcast. Check out all of our new great artwork, logos, uh, banners. It looks really cute. It was done by Beefcake Boss. You can find him on Twitter at Beefcake Boss. And make sure to check out our interview with Steve Orlando, which will be coming out Monday, November 1st. We've been Homo Superior. Happy Halloween, you spooky little homos. Bye. Bye. Bye.